Welcome to Stories That Matter, a podcast series brought to you by STM. We believe that the best way to communicate with anyone is to make them feel something, and that the best way to do that is through the power of stories. So in this series, we celebrate stories that matter. For this episode, I was incredibly fortunate to chat with Heartlines, an organisation based in South Africa whose work is dedicated to building their country one story at a time. My two guests, Garth and Zama, talk about the life-changing work they do, the remarkable stories they tell, and why, in their opinion, stories for humans really are like water for fish. I hope you enjoy listening. Zama, Garth, absolutely fantastic to see you both. Thank you so much for joining this episode of uh, Stories That Matter. Um, it's an absolute thrill to have you both with us. And uh, I won't spoil it um, by explaining to anybody currently what you do or how you do it. Uh, but suffice to say that you're from a quite fantastic organisation um, uh, called Heartlines. And, and we're going to really talk about the work you do. But I just wanted to start by saying an enormous thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having us, Gary. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having us, Gary. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. I'd like to start, if I may, um, maybe if you could just give us all, uh, for those of us, um, you know, everybody listening, a, a sense of uh, really who you are first, a little bit of a story about you. Should we start with that? Why don't we do a little bit of a story about you both before we get into uh, some of the specifics? So, Zama, tell me, what's, the, what's your story? <laughs> So I'll start off by saying Saobona, which is a South African Zulu greeting, which basically means I see you. So whether you can uh, see the person physically or you can hear the person, I still see you, which means I see beyond um, that which is in front of me. And I think for me, that's basically who I am. My full name is Ndombiza Mabongo which means I represent all the girls from my father's tribe. I am a mother of two and a whole lot of adopted ones. Um, so a mother of a village. I have sometimes a husband, uh, sometimes a big brother <laughs> who is Paul uh, because he's always telling me off. And yeah, basically that's me. I am part of the Kosa people of South Africa. So if you hear about the cliques, that is my people. And I'm based in Johannesburg, South Africa, and I work for Hardlines as part of the team, the management team. Very good. That's the first introduction we've ever had on this podcast with a Zulu greeting. So uh, thank you for at least the first first. Pleasure. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Summer. Um, Garth, what's your story? Uh, I can't, I can't top Sama with the greetings. I'll just say hi. Um, uh, yeah, I, I um, by training, I'm a doctor. Although my my colleagues uh, swear that I'm not. Uh, I am the father of two children. My uh, son is 17, uh, just about to finish his schooling, and. My daughter is doing occupational therapy. She's 21. And I've been involved in sort of public health and communications for about 30 years now, um, looking at the use of the power of story to change the world. Uh, 
initially through through uh, looking at at, pub, at key public health issues and then more recently at sort of broader issues. And I'm married to another doctor, a real doctor, Jane. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Um, as I say, appreciate both of you joining this podcast so much. Uh, I've been looking forward to this conversation um, because I know what's to follow. So let's get straight into it if we can. I'm going to start, if I can, by, as you know, we are a company that, that, that really care about the Paris stories. Um, this podcast is called Stories That Matter because we're trying to um, find people and organizations and, and, and bring them to our um, uh, community that, that, that also share our passion for stories. But let me just read you the, the you, you'll know this because it's on your website, but I'm going to read you this because this could almost be uh, written for our podcast series, let alone your your organization. But um, story is, the, is at the heart of what we do. Stories have the power to move us, to change us, to heal us, and to inspire us. And we believe that films are an amazing way to reach people with memorable stories that can impact our hearts and minds while entertaining us at the same time. Um, here, here to that. But um, a great summary, I think, of what you do. But I'd really like to start by just hearing it from you about what Heartlines is, what it does, and, and really um, what it's about. Um, so maybe, Zama, if you, if you could just, uh, you know, give us your take on, on, on your fabulous organization and then, and then Garth can do the same. So Heartlines is, in my interpretation, um, literally a way for us to get our stories as Africans out there, especially South Africans. Um, we are very misunderstood people and we misunderstand each other. So Heartlines has taken it upon ourselves to actually say, um, let us show you who you are as South Africa, as Africa, and you must go and have a dialogue. You must have a conversation about how you can change for the better and how you can change your community for the better after seeing yourself in the mirror. So that's what Heartlines has, is to me and has become to me. So it's almost like custodians of stories, but stories to change people for the better. Um, and Heartlines, Gath will go into the history, he will go into the why and who, but for me, being a youngin compared to his old self in the organization, um, I have seen how most recently on Thursday, when we launched our Father's Matter campaign, I have seen how my stories about my father and he's not being there was actually told back to me and wounds were healed because of that. And in that auditorium, we all started sharing stories about people that had positive fathers, people that had no fathers and so forth. And exactly like I said at the beginning when I started waffling, um, Heartlines showed me in the mirror and how I want my kids to be fathered in future 
through the movies and the stories told. So I'll hand over to Garth to do all the history spiel and why we are who we are. <laughs> Thank you very much, Zeva. Garth. Yeah, <clears throat> well, again, I think Zama went to the heart of it, which is essentially we, we use story because it's the only way that people have changed through history. We are hotwired for story. Uh, the neuroscience of story is clear that if you really want to change somebody, you tell them a story. You don't give them a, a group of facts. But um, you know, tracking back a bit is, so, so as I said, I'm, I'm a doctor, but I found out early on in the communities that I wanted to work, the vast majority of what I was seeing was preventable. And I felt much more like a vet. Um, you know, they'd come in, you'd send them out and straight back into the same condition without really building any form of personal relationship. And I stumbled because I've loved story and I've been highly influenced by story. In fact, I became a doctor because of a series of stories called The Jungle Doctor, uh, which I read in the sort of 70s and 80s. And it gripped my imagination. And as a result of that, a very unlikely boy who was more interested than the arts than the sciences managed to do medicine. Um, so in the early 90s, I um, was looking around for how do we reach people. And being young and not knowing what I didn't know, um, sort of decided that uh, what wouldn't it be great to do a primetime TV drama and radio in 11 languages and print, etc. And this was the time where South Africa was really changing in the early 90s and started something called Soul City, which was a long-running TV, radio, print series that used story at, at the basis of big public health issues. And it became quite iconic in, in Southern Africa. Um, but then... In later years, I realized that this concept that actually change is, yes, it's around these health issues, but actually sort of comes back to how we show up each day as people and the concept of, of you know, if we all were to live our better selves more continuously, uh, what a change that would make to our world. And took what I knew about story, which is the integration of issues into great storytelling which is actually a sort of scientific process of research and then feedback with audience and experts. And, you know, we go through a process, it's called uh, edutainment, where mm. we integrate key issues from a research into story, check it out with the audience back again until we know we're working for both. We're, we're telling great stories, but we're also getting the conversations we're after. And that was the genesis of, of Heartlines um, 20 years ago which was really to tell stories and build campaigns around helping people to live their better selves. Um, and so, as Zama said, we tell these stories, but we also have a lot of on-the-ground work, which picks up on the power of story in the same way that, say, um, Star Wars has merchandising. Mm. We, have, we use the power of our stories uh, to actually go much further um, by taking it down to community level. Yeah. So yeah, we, we've done a fair amount and um, story is, is absolutely central to everything. Yeah, it's a fantastic story. And uh, the reason you're here today on, on this podcast is, is that I first um, you know, heard you talk about the work you do through one of our clients. And uh, I, I was so bowled over by it, actually. And uh, I, I would urge anybody to, who's listening to this who wants to um, have a look at, uh, at more, much more closely at what 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 Garth and Zama and the, the Heartlines team do to 
have a look at them on their website. Um, it's heartlines.org.za and uh, just explore the many uh, brilliant things they do. And I'm just going to come on to one of them, if I may, um, but both of you, because it, it's it's before we move into really talking about the power of stories. Um, you, you obviously have a passionate uh, uh, perspective about film. Garth, you just talked about edutainment. You use film all the time. In fact, you launched your your initial launch campaign was a film called Heartlines. Um, you know the name of your your organisation. And I just like, if I may, to to touch on that, uh, touch on that. But I think the other thing I just wanted to say was, you know, lots of us spend lots of time, don't we, thinking about our business, our organisations, and what we do and how we spend our lives. But I was so struck by. The, the the beautiful simplicity of something that you uh, have on your website, which is we help people do what's right to fix what's wrong, which is just a beautiful, I think, simple, powerful explanation of the work you try and do. And I think it's an object lesson to all of us who struggle with, uh, you know, what's the what's the message? What's the single-minded proposition? What's the organizer? All those conversations we have. And I, I just think that's a, just a fantastically powerful thing we help people do what's right to fix what's wrong um, through the work you do with people's values and and the things that people you know are trying to explore through empathy and honesty and responsibility and understanding and compassion to to quote five things on your on your website but can I just talk about the film piece because it is interesting and you've obviously used it very powerfully just explain a little bit about, I suppose, the genesis of that thought, the impact that's had, and, and, and really how you go about producing those films as often as you do. So maybe I'll, I'll just start with that, and then maybe Zama just pick up on it, um, is that we, we basically, I suppose, what, where we differ in terms of, of your sort of classic filmmakers is we don't just you know, come up with an area we want to intervene, like Zam was talking about, our latest campaign called Fathers Matter. Um, but we, we, we spend a good year, two years in a research process, which essentially tries to understand the barriers to change. What is it that's preventing us doing the right thing? Um, because drama actually is, is all about obstacles, um, but also so is change. Um, and so... You know, just to sort of talk a little bit about this campaign on Fathers Matter, um, we spent a year trying to work out why men aren't present um, so often. And it wasn't because of deadbeat dads. It was a whole lot of other things. So, yes, there are a few of those around. But um, that then, that research then informs a script writing process. Um, we decide on, on what the key sort of messages are um, one of the big messages that came across because we are in Africa is um, the fact that finances are a barrier to fathering. And after that, we would then um, engage with a production company and um, every, th every step of the way of the movie process, Heartlines is part of it. Um, we are part of the editing. We are part of going um, when the cast is being put together. There is a team member from Heartlines there. And then at the end is the story that's being told and the launch of the movie. And that is the Heartlines process 
of uh, the movie process. Yeah. Um, and also for us, it doesn't end there because before even the movie is um, playing in theaters or is being streamed, there are already people on the ground using the stories that have come from the scripts. Um, so you will have uh, some of our teams going and gathering people and having discussions from the book, from the discussion uh, booklets that would have been created maybe from the script or the short parts of the films that have been created and we go into communities and we discuss that and after the movies have launched and they've played in the cinemas uh, me and my team and a lot of our team members go into communities and then play the movies because there are still many places in South Africa that don't have access to movie houses or access to streaming services. So we will go there with a big sound system, big audiovisual equipment and show the movie um, so that everyone is having access to, uh, to this movie that is creating dialogue. Just, I mean, Gary, just to, you know, just in terms of the process, I think where a lot of people, I think where what is different as well is that we sit outside of the production process. Mm. Um, and there's a, there's a creative tension between ourselves and the, the, the creatives. Yes. Because what often works as, as great television or great storytelling sometimes doesn't work as a great conversation. Yeah. And one of our underpinning things is do no harm. Um, and our aim is to be, we've got to primarily be great entertainment. Yeah. Because, you know, it doesn't matter how much good you want to do, if you don't work as the genre that you are trying to be in, then you might not bother. So, yeah. no, you know, ultimately, yeah. Yeah, no, no, sorry to, 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 to interrupt, but, you, you know, I was about to say that we, I mean, our, our business understands that, you know, very well. I mean, we work all the time with clients around, you know, their messaging and, and the tension between ultimately what's likely to cut through and engage and land with an audience sometimes can be at odds perhaps with the message that, you know, uh, that, 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 that some of our clients may want to, may want to extend. And I think that's always a tension and it's, it's a tension whenever you're dealing with any canvas, isn't it? Be it a film, be it a book, be it a piece of, you know, marketing communications or, or, or be it a piece of art actually. So, um, yeah, we, 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 we understand that. And I think it's a really powerful reminder, really. For, for the purposes of, of people listening to this, who, who, who obviously will be uh, really coming across this probably for the first time in terms of the way that you use film and the way you use storytelling... Give us a sense of, you know, the number of films that you've done over the years and, you know, what length these films are. I mean, are we talking about 30 second, you know, 30 minute kind of documentaries? Are we talking about two and a half hour, um, you know, um, huge productions? I mean, just give us a sense of number of films, length of films. And then we, we're, we're going to come on and talk about some of the themes and the impact. Mm -hmm. But I'm just interested in the, you know, the specifics for a minute for those people listening to this. Well, our, our first series of which that film Heartlines was one of them, uh, was a series of eight one-hour films and then a full-length feature, which was Heartlines. And it, it book, bookmarked uh, an intervention called Eight Weeks, Eight Values, One National Conversation, and then a range of resources. 
Um, we then went on to create a mini series, which was six one hours, which won the hope the rose door for international television and uh, one in Banff, etc. So ultimately, quality is high on our list of things to do. Um, we then produced nothing for Mahala, which was a one hour. Uh, I mean, a, it was a full length feature film. Uh, went out first in theaters, then onto television. Uh, then onto another full-length feature film, which is um, which was Beyond the River, and Zama will talk a bit about how we used that later. And then um, right now we've just produced uh, six half-hour uh, films. They're all fictional, but based on this research process. And then lots and lots of short pieces, thirty seconds, two minutes, etc. But those are our sort of major productions to date. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. Um... As you say, we're going to come and talk about some of the themes and impact um, in a moment, actually. But before we do, you, you, you Garth, made a very powerful, um, you know, you very powerfully explained what, why, you know, some of the dynamics around storytelling, particularly the logic, if you like, the neuroscience of storytelling. Um, and I'd like, Zama, to, to, to speak in a moment about the work you've done and the impact and perhaps some of those films. But just before we, we do that, Garth, I just wanted to, you know, if if you're if you're if you like trying to, to to talk about storytelling, and why it's powerful and why it matters, and 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 some of the things that you've learned over the last twenty years and before, what what would they be? How would you you know what's the what's the advocacy, uh, you know, set of like what's the language around why stories matter for you and and why they're so powerful? Well, I think it's it's you know. I've just got to say to people when I'm, you know, talking to an audience, etc. Let me tell you a story, and and you'll see the reaction is that there's almost a change of body language uh, halfway through a presentation. Um, you know, we it's one of those. I've I've, I've wrote a, a very very poor book called Like Water Is for Fish, uh, which is essentially a, a lovely quote, which is story is for is for humans like water is for fish. It surrounds us all the time, but we're completely unaware of it. Um, is that it's it's really in the last sort of 100 or 120 years that sort of particularly Western society has moved away from storytelling as a sort of key way of, of engaging around who we are and where we are, and etc. And I think we're beginning to rediscover that. Um, certainly, you know, in the fields of marketing and 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 of vision casting and of leadership, uh, there's beginning to be an understanding of what we've known as human beings since we crawled out of the cave. That actually, if we want to engage people with anything, be it vision, be it change, the the only real way to do so is to engage emotion, and the only way to engage emotion is through story. Um, you know, in other than you know putting a firecracker under you or whatever that probably <laughs> engages emotion as well but yeah. um the you know so i think you know it's one of those sort of aha moments but of course you know it's not like because we are so innately wired for story uh, it's you just take a little bit of prodding and people say but of course, of course. i think the, the harder yeah. conversations is you know so how do you track the change um you know how how can you chat track whether your story is effective or not effective and that's a whole nother story but i yeah. think getting across the fact that stories do matter and that they have been part of our human dna all the major religions are based on story um our culture is is essentially informed by story and uh, stories have changed the world there are 
bunch of stories like Little Woman and Rienzi and, you know, a bunch of these stories that actually have been seminal in terms of, of historical events. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And I think we've seen, haven't we, in, in many of the, you know, many of the recent uh, global events that have, you know, shook us all, be that the, you know, the ongoing, um, the ongoing I- I- issues we all know exist around um, our planet, climate, sustainability, the, the war in Ukraine. Quite often it's the stories of the people who've been impacted terribly by some of these things that, that, that allow us to understand the bigger the bigger and more profound picture, actually. And uh, I, I'm always struck by that. I think the other thing I'm struck by very much about your work is not only do you talk about the power of stories and the power of telling your story and the power of uh, the question, what's your story, but that only works if you understand the profound importance of listening to that story as well. And, 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 and you know, obviously you talk a lot about, about that. And, and on that subject, Zama, I, I, I would like, and thanks, Garth, for that um, explanation of why stories matter and a powerful one it was. I, I just wonder, Zama, whether you could now talk to us a little bit about Heartlines and its impact and, and, and the degree to which you use that really important notion of how important stories are, but how important listening is. And I, I, I'd also like you just to, to, to in some of the things you talk about also reflect on something we were talking about earlier before um, we, we started recording, which is this notion that actually it's very important to build a bridge to people that disagree profoundly with you in order to make the most, uh, uh, it, it, you know, the most significant progress, um, which I know is something that, you know, we share with, a, um, you know, with, a, with, a, with a, an organization we both know called Leaders Quest. You talk about this you know, a great deal. So maybe if you could wrap all of that up, Zammer, into the work you do, the impact it's had, talk about conflict resolution um, and, and talk about building a bridge to people that profoundly disagree with you, which I know is a lot, but uh, I know you'll be able to cope with that. <laughs> okay, do you have two hours? Exactly. I, I, as I was reeling that off, I was thinking, mm, maybe we may have to bridge our own two and a half hour movie for this. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I know I know you'll be brilliant at... Uh, uh, at powerfully summarizing many of those things over the next uh, few minutes. Okay, um, I think uh, our one biggest campaign, I consider all our campaigns quite big, is the one that is based on the movie called Beyond the River. Uh, I'm not sure on what streaming service it's on now, but uh, Beyond the River is basically um, the movie that talked about bridging these um many issues that we have whether it is race whether it's cultural whether it is gender all these um misunderstandings that we have as people and from beyond the river we created a campaign called what's your story and in and in what's your story is basically what you talk about gary where you're talking about the importance of listening um what we have there is a tool called ask listen tell Um, the first thing is to ask, but not to ask just, you know how people say, hello, how are you? And nobody listens to the real, how are you? Mm. Um, But it's to actually ask with curiosity. Um, Our people are not curious anymore. Everything is so easy to get. You can just Google everything. 
Um, but now to actually take the time and say, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to ask with curiosity. I am going to ask with empathy and I'm going to listen with an empathetic ear. And when the person is telling their story, I'm literally going to tune everything out and listen without judgment. Because when we're listening, we tend to form our own opinions or we already have opinions that we formed about what the person is going to say. So we actually teach people how to listen, how to ask and how to tell their story. These are important bridge building um, tools because we've lost that part of our humanity where we use the tools of empathy and understanding and non-judgment. Um, and in Heartlines, what we've done is taken away these horrible swear words that everyone hates, which is transformation <laughs> and diversity. We've taken those swear words out of the out of the boardroom, out of the classroom, out of you know the faith-based organization, and we've said let's tell stories yeah. let's use stories to build bridges and when we say that people are like when is the diversity talk going to start we're like oh is that what we were supposed just, to do yeah, it's just after the but, change it's just after the change management presentation yeah one. after the all those horrible swear words <laughs> um but what we've done as hotlines and that's i think is the biggest impact is to bring people that are in complete opposite sides of the room and have them sitting knee to knee, eye to eye, and actually just telling their life stories. Um, this might, like you said, seem very simple, but to have someone who has a background of maybe being a perpetrator of apartheid in South Africa and someone who, like our many struggle heroes, was actually fighting against the system, actually sitting, looking at each other and talking about trout fishing <laughs> and how they have this thing in common yeah. and they like trout fishing. Um, it's, it was very interesting for me to find out that one of my close friends, Quinton, who is a white Afrikaner, even though he doesn't behave like an Afrikaner, and my husband, who is a farm boy from, who is Mupedi, have something in common, which is bird watching, which is a very not black person sport. <laughs> and they have some, they found that common ground and that overcame whatever they felt about each other in the corporate space. Yeah. Whatever historic background that they had against each other, they found a commonality. And that's the impact um, telling story has on people and bridge building. I have many of these stories and Gath knows I can go on forever, but that's basically it to say, let's take away these polarizing words and actually just tell each other stories. We give people tools to be able to tell story, to be able to navigate the landmines because there's landmines everywhere. You're just going to bomb yourself in some things, but how do you navigate those so that it becomes a conversation instead of be uh, becoming a conflict? So I hope I tried to cover the big, big question <laughs> that you asked. 
you did an absolutely magnificent job. Um, uh, but uh, so good that I'm going to come back uh, and, and ask you one supplementary question, actually. But but also just to say thank you for a reminder, really, uh, just a brilliant reminder that actually the bridge that really exists between people with seemingly irreconcilable differences is really the humanity that binds them. Uh, and And I think that's a wonderful reminder in a world where you know, I, I I become increasingly frustrated at the, the polarized nature of almost every debate that, that we seem to have around the world, the politics, uh, religion, our views, diversity, you know, to, to, to use that banned word for a moment. Um, and, and, and I think the way that you actually solve that polarization is, is through almost everything you've talked about, Zama, including, of course, the importance of listening. And a great reminder, by the way, that we are slowly but surely, hopefully, post what everyone's experienced over the last year or two or three, I think beginning to regain a little bit of curiosity, beginning to regain a sense that, you know, we can uh, become more and more curious. And as I say quite often to anybody that wants to listen to me, and it's not many people, I'll be honest, but, you know, there are only two things you need to be in this world, uh, I think. And one of them is interesting and the other is interested and I think if you can be those two things, I think you, you know, you've got a chance of, uh, of, of, of really, um, you know, making huge progress um, in, in, all, in all manner of ways. But I am going to ask you one supplementary question and give you the opportunity. Talk to us, tell us, please, just the, you know, one of the best examples that you've got uh, or, or the one that, that, that made your heart sing the loudest of the, of, of, of the impact that you've made. Tell us, tell us something. Tell us a story about, you know, how that's manifested itself and, and what happened. Um, I think because there's so many, I can only think of a most recent one. Yeah, that's fine. Um, uh, in South Africa, we have some of our universities that were mainly white universities and they're still trying to move towards integration and you know just being more harmonious in this mixed rainbow society we're trying to build as South Africans and um, we had the opportunity because of a very terrible incident that happened last year uh, Heartlines was called in well God sort of bullied them to say please let us come we think we have a tool that can help you and Heartlines went through to this university, this institution, and met with a lot of the residential heads, so the house mothers and house fathers, but they're more important than house mothers and house mm. fathers. Yeah. And these people came and they have a heart for students. They have a heart to see these students succeed. And we had this one beautiful Afrikaans white lady who you could see she had dedicated years to working in this environment and working with students, but she was very bent over. And you could see that she came in with this very negative energy in the room. And she was speaking Afrikaans the whole time. So for me, I was like, I'm wondering what is going to happen with this lady. If we're going to have a problem in the room, it's going to be this lady. 
And in one of the sessions where we asked a question that was very innocent to say, how did you feel? What are your expectations coming into the room? She went straight to the incident to say this incident happened. And now the, the students are telling me what a horrible person I am and how I am the perpetuator of all of these things that are happening in the res. And now I just want to leave. So that's why she was all bent over because she just felt in her last year before retirement, this is what's happening. So yeah. all her years, her legacy is uh, destroyed. And she said all of this in Afrikaans. And unfortunately, my friend Quinton, who's supposed to be Afrikaans, couldn't understand a word she was saying. <laughs> and me, this Kosa girl, had to do the translation. And I think just that appreciation that, firstly, I translated everything verbatim mm -hmm. and the sentiment she was putting through. She didn't feel like she was being censored like i didn't clean up anything she was saying yeah but the other thing i could take the moment and say can i be your interpreter yes. can i interpret what these students are trying to say to you yes um so then i took some time with her and i said you know what find a spotter find someone like me that can translate what these students are saying what these black students are saying to you and you can remove your cultural glasses and your worldview glasses and actually put on their worldview glasses and you guys can have a discussion and you could see her slowly unbend and, and actually say, you know what, I'm going to try again. And for me, that's the impact we have as hotlines and using storytelling is that we are acting as interpreters and translators of people that are having these misunderstandings. Yes. Um, I, I can choose to sit back. I can choose to be a typical, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I'm tired. I'm fed up with these people and not wanting to understand. Or I can say, you know what? Let me take a different role. Let me be the mediator. Let me be the translator um, for these people and then help them to move forward. Yes. So, yeah. So that's the story I can yeah. think of. There's nuts in my head, but yeah. that's what I'm going to keep. That, that's perfect a perfect example i think very intentional but as you say before you know you would not have been able to do that or interpret um what was being said uh literally and metaphorically by the way without you having listened intently right it would have been impossible for you to have done that if you hadn't yeah. practiced very much what you're what you're you know what you preach and what you talk about as an organization and um and I think that, you know, <clears throat> I'm very struck. Um, you know, lots of people in the world, they tell stories because they've got a creative urge to do so. Uh, uh, lots of people tell stories as we try to do because they want to amplify what organizations do to, to help make the world a, a better place, hopefully. Lots of people tell stories because they enjoy the camaraderie of storytelling, don't they? And, and what those stories do to communities and groups but yours is an organization that literally tells stories in an attempt to build a more positive nation yours is a company that actually is trying to change your country one story at a time and and and, and i think that uh, 
it would is therefore going to be very difficult for me to find another guest or another set of guests that have a more profound uh, use of storytelling than you do. So uh, I wish you'd been guest number 364, really, rather than, you know, podcast guest number five or six. So uh, you've set the bar very high for me, uh, actually, in terms of the way that you use stories so profoundly and, and so interestingly. Just in the last um, five, six, seven minutes, if, if we can, I've just got two, two final things I'd like to just explore with you. And I'd like if you can to just put your, you know, stare into your crystal balls and, and, and think about the future. What, what next for Heartlines? What, what's, what's the future look like? What, what is the next one, three, five years? Do you, do you have anything that you really feel as an organization, Garth, you are desperate to achieve? Or are there issues that are burning platforms that you really know you want to get hold of and, and, and amplify in terms of the way you tell stories through films? And, and, and what, what does that period look like for you? Um, well, Gary, I mean, just to, to sort of continue on Zama's example, because I think what, what has happened in this university, uh, the aim is that every student in all these residences and then into the university will have a time to actually interact with each other's stories. Um, so that's just a continuation of what Zama and colleagues and Quinton started. Um, so scale is, is a big part of what we do. Um, just to give you an idea that what your story process has probably happened in seven or 8,000 institutions to date. And it gets changed in different places. And it's, it's so simple. It's, you know, be prepared to ask, really listen, and, and get to grips with your own story and be prepared to tell it. And yeah. that's something that, that we are wanting to build, expand, and, and hopefully take beyond our own borders. Because... Um, as you said, the divisions in this world are unfortunately not getting any less. No. And this, this very simple, and Zama again said, it's, it's non-confrontational. It's not, let's talk about religion, let's talk about race, let's talk about politics. It's very much, if I get to know your story, you become human to me. Yeah. And, and that, that is, a, so part of, part of the future is for us to expand this particular program. Uh, the second is the program we've, we've been working on for a while now, Fathers Matter. Yeah. Um, and again, it's built around story, but ultimately the aim is to engage men more fully in the lives of children because children matter. And it's been shown that more men are involved, it, the better it is for women yeah. and the better it is for children. And we're telling stories that are going to challenge men and women. And, and then we have a, a program around money, which is also about how, you know, the story about money and how it relates to us. Yeah. And then we, you know, in terms of something that we're beginning to develop is around mental health, mm -hmm. the untold story of mental health. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we've been in this country through the stigma of HIV, but there's an equal stigma around mental health. So yeah. that's plenty on our plates. But yeah, um, I think we want yeah. to go beyond, you know, our own country and... We think that we've got, we want to expand into our region. Yeah. So many of the tools and stories we've developed are, are not just for us. Um, no, so, yeah. Indeed. No, no, unquestionably, yours is a universal language. It's a universal truth. It's a universal, um, it, you know, proposition. It, it, you know, there's no question about that. And you, your observation about mental health is, 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 is obviously spot on. And um, I think you talk about it being a stigma. I think it is. 
my own personal perspective is as it has every possibility that it's going to be the next pandemic actually in in my opinion i think that the world is 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 uh, i think waking up now to the notion that uh, um the more that we can remove the stigma of mental health mental fitness and the more we can you know build build ways of of allowing people to talk about it become more resilient you know share tell their own stories through their experiences in that regard, you know, the better we will all be. Um, just on that subject, Garth and um, Zama, uh, you know, if there are people listening and there were, you know, people that, that think, wow, this is, a, this is a, what an incredible organisation. Can I help? Can I get involved? What can I do to support you? What do you need? Um, uh, you know, is there anything that you, you know, this is your opportunity to, uh, you know, this is the two minute uh, opportunity, if you like, to, just talk about, is it you want to meet more filmmakers? Is it you need to meet more partners? Is it you want access to capital? Is it, what are the things that are going to make the biggest difference for you? Well, it's, it's uh, to be honest, it's a very difficult area to actually operate in because we are, you know, we're not sitting directly in girls' education or in uh, schooling or whatever. So mm. actually finding partners who believe in this type of work is quite hard. Yeah. I often talk it like it's, it's a bit like building cathedrals. You, you're building for the next generation. And so the, the uh, immediate benefit of, of the investment and the time that people put into the work we're doing is not always evident. Um, so sort of people who understand that actually at the foundation of so much of what is wrong is around working on the very core issues and people that we all are. So we'd love, you know, partners of any shape, form. Um, we, we think in the next two or three years, we'll probably have taken over most of planet Earth. And we really do want people to help us really take this to Mars with, uh, with Elon <laughs> Musk. So <laughs> that is good. I <laughs> <laughs> now so, that yeah that my friend is a big that is a big hairy audacious goal i love that. yes it is it yeah, is exactly. it is i mean if we don't maybe we'll only make it to the moon in which case we will have failed but rather to have tried and failed than never tried before exactly right so, and, the, and the fact yeah. that you're shooting for mars means that you may make the moon whereas if you shot for the yeah, moon yeah you probably wouldn't yeah well, otherwise ground, just so. going to into this sort of yeah. interstellar orbit somewhere yeah but no i mean i think as i say it's it's a, such a strange thing it's it's this concept of understanding that at the root of so many of our society's issues is personal behavior change attitudes yeah. uh, and we have these systematic programs that you know target education and employment etc but at the end of the day it comes right down to individual choices and the humans that we turn yeah. up to be yeah and that's a space that we play in which is not necessarily a very well-known space um so yeah we okay. partnership help investment very we're, good. We'll, so, we're a great return on investment. Exactly. We're a great return, so if, but not, but not, but not in this lifetime. No, exactly. Well, listen. If there, there's anybody listening to this, as I'm sure there will be, <laughs> that is interested in in getting involved, um, you know, I know Garth, Sam, and the team would would love to hear from you. And uh, you know that point you made about we recognise many words, don't we, around empathy and honesty and responsibility, compassion, understanding, all these words that people talk about. But of course, you reference and talk a lot about. Do we really know what these values mean as they you know as they pertain to to building bridges and 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 telling stories and understanding ourselves better so um just before we close and just before i i say an enormous thank you and for what's been a brilliant 45 minutes um just just there'll be people listening to this who will be thinking i've got my own conflicts to resolve i, I 
there are people that I'd like to build a bridge to. There are organizations I'd like to build a bridge to. My own company, you know, I've got organizations that I'd like to, to talk to. What, what would be the, and this is hard, but I'm going to put you on the spot. What would be the one piece of advice both of you would give to people who, who are thinking, I, I really want to use the Paris story to connect with people I might not ordinarily connect with. Um, I really want to use the Paris story to build bridges. What would be the one thing that you'd say to people who were thinking that? Zama. Start. Start today. Don't ask them about their name. Um, ask them who gave them the name. Why do they have that name? Um, thinking about it and having intentions towards something is very nice, but just start and get it done. If you are struggling still, go on the Hotline's website. I'm sure it will be linked to the podcast somehow. It definitely will. And we, we have tools on there. Um, whether you want to speak to young people, whether you want to do it in your business, um, where faith-based organization, wherever you want to start the storytelling process, we have a how-to guide. Um, so this is not me selling hotlines. This is me going to my first point. Just start. Yes. We're not Nike. We're not. We're not just gonna do it. Start. Yeah. Start with exactly what you asked us at the beginning. Tell me about yourself. What does your name mean? It it's in the simple things. Don't make it complicated. Fantastic advice. Thank you, Garth. Yeah, I'd like to reiterate what Sam has said. I mean, I think, you know, what has changed for me since we we started What's Your Story is that I actually interact at the beginning of each meeting I that I meet with people. I often will ask them one question that is nothing related to what we're there to meet about. You know, it will be, as Zama said, you know, that's a lovely name. Where did you get it? Um, it's not just for if you're in conflict. It's just a way of being in the world. Um is this coming all the way back to that greeting that Zama talked about, Saoborna. When I ask you and I say, Gary, that's a great name. It's probably old English. Um, do you have any idea where the name Gary comes from? Is that is a, is a gay, you know, it's, it's Saoborna. I see Gary beyond just uh, in the process of this podcast. And it's amazing, amazing, amazing. I never cease to be amazed by just those little things. You go, from the little thing about your name to Gary, you know, be great to get coffee sometime. Love to hear more about not your CV, but your story. Yeah. And we, we, you know, as I say, it's, it's a way of being in the world. And, and for me, it's made all the difference. Yeah. It's, um, it's a fantastic reminder. And, and uh, I, it's interesting. It's funny. I, I often start conversations with people who may want to come and work with us or, um, we're, we're chatting informally. I sometimes, quite often, actually start with the question, when are you happiest? You know, because I think that's a really yeah. interesting way of, you know... No, it is. And, and it's those sort of questions which are, you know, we'll, we'll as Zama was talking about the tools, it's like, we'll say, you know, what what is your favourite, you know, bring your favourite object or picture into work. Uh, and we'll, we'll share, we'll, we'll talk about it. Or, as you say, a, a leading question or... Tell us about a time there was a fork in the road in your life. Yeah. And that just opens up a conversation around a very pivotal moment. Um, 
And people share as much or as little as they feel comfortable with. You yeah, know, at the end of, of the day, there's no pressure. Is that you? Yeah. Everybody has the ability, and I think Zama, we found that the more people share, the more comfortable other people are to share. Yeah. That that, um, that, that concept is, yeah. of being vulnerable. Um, yeah. That you know, I yeah. I've been on medication for thirty years for mental illness, and I'm very happy to share that. And the more I share that, the more my colleagues will. You know, that doesn't make me less of a leader. Um, no, they just know that I'm yeah. crazy, and now it's been proved. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> and of course, it makes you it makes you much more of a leader and 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 human. And that ability to express vulnerability is also hugely important, um, as we know. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you is probably not enough for honestly fifty minutes, fifty of the most enjoyable minutes. Uh, I've had in a, in a long, long time talking about these issues, and and it's a shame these podcasts aren't feature films. Frankly, particularly when we have um, episodes like this, I um I I as you know, li- literally fell in love with what you do uh, uh, as a result of of hearing what you did through Leaders Quest. I then spent some time looking at what you do. I, I've got a profound, profound respect and, and admiration for the work that you do. Uh, I've got a profound respect and admiration for how you do it. And obviously we share a passion around storytelling. But I just wanted to say thank you by by closing and saying um, that that thank you really for letting us see you uh, as as two people who are doing your level best to to change the world through storytelling. And and also thank you both for letting us see your organisation and understand the power that Heartlines truly has, and uh, I wish you all the luck in the world over the coming weeks and months. And uh, I hope this will be a uh, the beginnings, at least, of a, of a of a friendship that we can carry on and, uh, and and very much stay in touch. So thank you both for your time, and thanks for your inspiration, and thank you very much for your leadership as well. Thank you for having us. Well, thank you, Gary. We've we've loved it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I think I think we've got faces. Uh, definitely me, not example. you. Dude, I'm I'm bloody a well, child. Well, as we call. say, Gary, that's the end of the road. That's the end of the road. Let's uh, let's call it let's yeah. call it a day. But...